Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. We got a show for you. Huh? We got a show for you. Um, got some Aaron Rodgers sound, which will be interesting. Darren Ravel is going to join us as the, um, the end of the Kanye in sports era is upon us. But just, I, I think, and, and I, would, I would be honest with you, I would say I'm even guilty of this on some level. Um, I had no idea Kanye West's level of success with the shoes and in the sports world. I had, I just didn't. It just, uh, but obviously with all that's gone down and with cancel culture, he's being canceled, but wait till you hear the numbers 
of how this is affecting the various businesses that he had a partnership with up until really this week. That's upcoming 25 after the hour. We got a lot to get to. Um, I want to start with tonight's game, right? Thursday night football, Ravens, Buccaneers. And I think anyone would, would say both teams are off to a fairly disappointing start. Now, the Ravens, much like the Buccaneers, have suffered a bunch of injuries. Unlike the Buccaneers, the Ravens, they've led in every football game. Like, there hasn't been a game like this past weekend with the Panthers taking on the Buccaneers that they just no-showed. You know? Their problem has been they get a lead, and then either they the other team figures them out, Lamar has missed some layup throws. They've just had some uneven plays. If we're fair, they continue to have a massive amount of injuries, especially in their offensive backfield with J.K. Dobbins back out. You know, there's a guy who's a they think is a star, and he's been hurt. Uh, but they've had interceptions, fumbles, and at times, at times, uneven play. The, the, the Buccaneers just haven't been particularly good. Now they're. What's the biggest thing in Tampa and playing well? Protecting Tom Brady. The defense has been really pretty good most of the year. The offense has not. They've had some untimely drops. Mike Evans dropped a sure touchdown last week. I, I think the whole game changes if he catches that ball. It, that was very similar to who is the young player for the Packers who dropped the pass when they took on the Buccaneers and then it became House of Cards. Kind of similar. It was Watson, right? Christian Watson, wasn't it? Similar sort of thing. But uh, Lamar Jackson returned to uh, Earth after week three. And then what's fascinating about Tampa is everybody likes Todd Bowles. I like Todd Bowles. I thought Todd Bowles was a tremendous defensive coordinator with the Cardinals. He was tremendous with the Buccaneers, and their defense has still been pretty good. But it is fascinating that there has been almost zero criticism of Todd Bowles nationally. Instead, it's is Brady washed or there are too many injuries in the offensive line and that's why they're bad. When Todd Bowles is the head coach, even though he's the former de- defensive coordinator and Byron Leftwich handles that side of the ball with uh, with Aaron Rod- with, with, with Aaron Rod- with Tom Brady, it is interesting that he's avoided any of the critique. But this is this is one of those big ones. Because you got the mini buy coming up. And if you know anything about uh, Baltimore's schedule, they have the mini buy. That's what they call it when you play on a Thursday. Then you have Saturday, Sunday off. Then you play the Saints. Then you got the big buy. Like, this is a great chance for them to get right. If they can just win this game, get a little bit healthier and beat the Saints. I mean, look at their schedule after the Saints game, after the buy. It signifies what should be wins. Tampa, more difficult schedule, more difficult time of year. Um, and after the mini buy, they don't have a real buy until they get two more weeks, right? Rams, Seahawks, then a buy, then the Browns, Saints, Niners, Bengals, Cardinals. More difficult schedule. It's a game the, that the Ravens come in off of winning. The Ravens aren't healthy, but they're healthier than Tampa. And the Ravens, if they win, it, it, they can flip the season much the way the teams flip the field at the end of the first half. The Buccaneers... I think winning this game just keeps them in first place and keeps them allowing to catch their breath as they just want to stay at or above 500 to win their division. Feels like a really important game, doesn't it? 
And we're going to make our determination on if Tom Brady is washed or not. We're going to make our determination on how much the, the how much and for how long they should give a guaranteed contract to Lamar Jackson for. I mean, isn't that what we do? Jay Stu, isn't that what we do on Thursday night football games? We make grand determinations based upon this one game that stands alone. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot to talk about tomorrow, regardless of what happens uh, with either team. So I'm I'm pro content. I root for content. Kind of hoping that Brady lays another egg so that uh, we can continue to try to figure out why he's such a mess. But I I I like your point about Todd Bowles. I don't understand why he's skating on this thing. He was a failure as a head coach with the Jets. Um, but he, even that, he skated on on some level, and rightfully so. He had a disaster as yeah. a general manager, and the team was a disaster. But you're right. You're right. Go ahead. I think a lot of Jets coaches, I think a lot of ex-Jets coaches get that kind of Pete Carroll thing where like, yeah, they get the yeah Jets he passed. failed, but it was the Jets. It was yeah, the Jets. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Well, this is the second time around, and I don't think you, you can start Brady. worse. Yeah. And you're in a bad division. And you have a good roster. And Bruce Arians left saying, hey, this team's great. You don't need me. Whether or not he meant it or not, that's what he said. I put this in. A, what did he say? He said uh, the team's in good hands. I wanted to make sure that I gave Todd the team in good hands. I I thought it was one of the bigger BS statements of all time, but I also think that, and I don't think he meant to do this. It does now put an undue amount of pressure on on Todd Bowles. Like, hey, I left you a good team, and look what you did with it. As much as Arians was done at five and at the bar at five fifteen, or maybe I'm I'm guessing Arians had the glass in the office sort of deal. Um they still made the playoffs. Right? They still made the playoffs last year. They still won a Super Bowl. Right now it looks like they'll make the playoffs, but that's because their division is the worst in the sport. Is the, is the worst in the sport. My guy Darren Ravel from the Action Sports Network in a moment. Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio Tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live cooking on the Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at thebiggreenegg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, biggreenegg.com. Um, the, the Russell Wilson thing has been... Uh, cringy, is that what the kids say? Cringy? He's cringe. You familiar with this, Jason? The the uh, oh yeah, cringy, yeah, cringy. Yeah. That's a good that's a good adjective for him, actually. Russell Wilson is cringy. It, like if you if you're a, if you're an older person, you're like what is? I mean, I think I know what cringy is, and you're just like the idea of Russell Wilson, um, in the aisle, doing some form of ca- calisthenics, right, while his teammates are sleeping, and then. Telling all the reporters that, right? It's like one thing to to do like, yeah, I stayed loose in the plane and moved around. But he was very, very sure to point out everybody else was sleeping. Me, I was getting better. I was working out on the flight. But it's been weird. They haven't been well coached and it has they haven't played well. George Patton, swear to God, that's his name, is the GM of the team. He had this to say about his coach. 
I believe in Nathaniel. You know, he, he uh, I support Nathaniel 100%. He's been in this seven games, you know, as a head coach. Uh, the scrutiny he's, he's faced is, is unprecedented. You know, we've had four primetime games, so he's kind of had to learn in front of the entire world. But I really like how uh, the team, he's, he's, he's kept the team together. He's, they're connected. He's kept our building together. Um, and I appreciate how he's, he's fought through that. Uh, George Payton, by the way, not Patton. That's my mistake. Um, that's the, the that's the dreaded vote of confidence, right? Because he has he really kept them together. <laughs> is, is that is that what we're looking at? Like, is Jerry? Are they getting the most out of Jerry Judy? Do you think he's he's down with the program? Here's Peyton talking about Russell Wilson's contract. You know, we just want to get ahead of the contract cycle. We had saw how Russ was, you know, in the offseason and training camp, felt really good about Russ. We feel really good about Russ. Um, just really wanted to get ahead of it. Uh, we, we didn't want a lot of distraction uh, during the season. We feel really good about it. I feel good about that deal. I feel like it will hold up. I feel good about Russ. I mean, I, I get these are both his deals, right? This is on George Payton, nobody else. So I, I guess, I don't know, what what is he supposed to say about it? But there isn't any way in hell you can feel good about Russell Wilson's contract. They cannot get out of it for four years. He's going to be on their roster for four years. And at that money, he's going to be their starting quarterback. And he's looked anything like a franchise quarterback. Anything but like a franchise quarterback so far today. This is what happens when you tie your ship to somebody. It's a really hard one because Peyton, if he has to switch coaches, remember, he was there before the new owners. Now he has to go to the new owners if they want to make a coaching change. Like, I know I might have screwed up that one, but let me pick this guy. This guy's better than the last guy. So he's kind of left with no choice but to support the two moves that he made, but these are the types of moves that get you fired. Yes, John Ramos. Would, would you agree or would you think, and this, this is just what I've seen, it, it seems to me that Coach Hackett is is kind of what he did say. He, did, he is probably good with the players. They, they feel comfortable with him. He keeps them together. What I think his problem might be is just the in-game coach. We've talked about this before, about, and I've asked you, like, do you feel better? Like, Are you a good in-game coach, Doug? And you're like, yeah, I'm good at I just feel like he's not a very good in-game coach. When the, when the stakes are high and things need to be thought of quickly, he seems to be lost. I, I when I was, I'm like offended by uh, George Payton saying like he's he's had to learn, you know, on this in, incredibly high-profile stage. Like no, that that ain't it. I I do think every game you coach, you learn. If you haven't been a head coach before, and there is going to be a learning curve. But he's looked completely overwhelmed. Completely overwhelmed. There isn't anyone who can't go like, you had to learn like the basics of managing a game at the end of a game? What are you doing? It is the dreaded vote of confidence. Usually that means you're going to get fired at the end of the year. Uh, That one was sent out there because people wondered with the bye coming up, the long trip back, if he'd get kiffined when he returned. I don't think he gets kiffened, even if he returns with another L. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And 
Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Uh, Ryan Holland's going to join us in five minutes. Get his take on the Lakers. Give you mine, first of all. Lakers lose again last night in Denver. And uh, Russell Westbrook missed the game with a... Everybody get their... uh, Quotation fingers ready? You ready, Jason Stewart? 
I'm ready. Hamstring injury. Hamstring injury. Now, I, I think there's some legitimacy to it. Like if you tweak your hamstring, you're in your 30s. It happens. You shut it down for a while. Supposedly, remember, you hurt his hamstring because he wasn't used to the rhythm of coming off the bench. Just a guess. Maybe they talked about bringing him off the bench before he's like, ah, my hamstring hurts. It's possible. Uh, I actually understand it. I, uh, my junior year, I was in the doghouse, snuggled up with a bone. And every time I played well coming off the bench, I would kick myself. Why did I play well coming off the bench? My senior year, I remember I came off the bench a couple of times. They, I did, I'm sure I did something at practice and pissed somebody off. And I remember playing well and like, I, yeah, I don't want that. I don't like that. I like my name being called. I always like my name being called. But the Lakers are 0-4, first time since his rookie season. And there just isn't any other way to say it. It's just not a good team, not a good roster. Other teams have better rosters. And yeah, some of it is he's not the same guy. He doesn't have the same energy at either end of the floor. Um, he tried to take over in the fourth quarter late last night, did make some headway, did score some points. It he they did cut it i think to five at one point but just too many missed shots frankly from lebron as well as anybody else but they're just not good and here's the thing they're not good now and we're at the point where anthony davis and lebron are playing every game eventually they'll take games off they're gonna be awful and i was i was talking with a friend the other day i'm like man how'd they get to this point and then you realize the couple of trades that they made right the Zubac trade was terrible. The Clippers didn't even want Zu didn't think he was available. Magic gave him away. Right, that's a, that was an all Magic Johnson deal. God, that was bad. And with the exception, really, of Lonzo Ball and the hype around Lonzo Ball, they drafted well. They have good players. Look around the league. They have a lot of good players. Um, I don't think you could be terribly critical of the Anthony Davis trade, even though they gave away probably too much because this is the only place Anthony Davis really wanted to go. But I do think you can be critical. The Russell Westbrook trade was an abject disaster. If they simply had those pieces in place, they would be much better off last year, this year, and in the future. Yes, John Ramos. If everything has been said about what they needed to have, which is, and we've heard this for the last many years, the Lakers need outside shooters. They need three-point shooters. If that is so common from everybody on either sports radio, other general managers, just things that you hear in general, why is it so hard for the actual people that do that job to see that? Is it just because they don't they don't want to see it, or they don't want no, other? No, I I think there's a there's there's a bunch of different like this is this is the problem. This is why you have to have only one agenda to win, and the agenda has to be winning. This is part of the issues with clutch. Not because clutch stands in the way of getting clients, but there's no doubt there's a push to get as many clutch clients as possible. Um, on the other hand, you know, KCP, we saw him playing for the Nuggets yesterday. He was, he was part of their championship team. He's a clutch guy. I don't think they valued him enough. He became their best perimeter defender, and he's a knockdown shooter. Really surprised they gave up on KCP. Um, so I would say, to answer your question, it's not easy. There's conflicting alliances. You know, you got, you also have to have somebody who defends like part of their, they've done a good job. That's a pretty good defensive team, but oftentimes shooters don't defend and defenders don't shoot. You got to find both. And the guys that do both, they're valued. They're not the only team that wants and needs shooting. So, um, that's 
that's where we are with that. That's what I think is, is going on. I mean, and like, look, it's not, it's Palinka, I think is responsible for Caruso. I think that LeBron is responsible for uh, Russell Westbrook and magic is responsible for Zubach and some of the other stuff. They, they all have blood on their hands, but this team is, is bad and it's just not good. And I don't know how you fix it. Like, I don't think, do I think Buddy Heald and um, Miles uh, Turner make them better? Sure. To make an NBA champion or competitive? Like, no. So the question becomes, like, at some point, do you go like, you know, let's just let Russell Westbrook's contract expire, and then we'll end up having that big wellspring of, uh, of opportunities because of the money that he makes. It's a hard one. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Ryan Hollins joins us on the NBA tip-off hotline presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Use promo code Gottlieb, make any $5 bet this week, and get $200 if your team wins. Ryan Hollins, of course, you can hear him on Fox Sports Radio. He's the Houston Rockets lead analyst on all of their games, all 82, and he joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um, is there any short-term fix for the Lakers that makes them competitive atop the West. Yeah, they got to be on the same page. They don't look like they're on the same page. Um, Russ has a lot going on. You know, LeBron has a different focus. Anthony Davis looks, you know, he's trying to get back into basketball. And, you know, it's even more so. It's not the the, the first three and a half quarters of the game. You got to be able to close. You got to know what your money play is, who you're going to. They got... They just seem like they're all in the sorts. Um, obviously, with those three great players, you should be able to figure out. It doesn't matter who else is on the roster. Honestly, you got Russell Westbrook, LeBron, and AD. You know, those are those guys are enough in itself. So um, you got to defend, and you got to do you got to do the little things. I know it sounds cliche, Doug, but you have to do the little things. But the little things come with buying. Yeah, I look. I agree. I agree with everything you said, with one exception. You're talking about Russell Westbrook and LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They've played, uh, what is there, 11 and 14 together. Now, it's not a huge sample size, but it, it doesn't appear to be working. And, and I, I think they can be on the same page and it'll help them some. But in terms of those big three, rolling out those big three, and that's all you need to know, I don't, I don't think that's held up because of where each of them is in their career. No, no, you're, you're right. So you ask the short-term fixes for them to be on the same page. The long-term fix or the trade deadline fix is like, hey, sacrifice those two first-rounders and move forward and get Turner and Buddy Hill or another package for Russell Westbrook and move forward and try to salvage what you have left and then, you know, try to make trades so that you can back, get back into the draft later on. Um, because the thing is, those, those Laker draft picks are looking real, uh, <laughs> looking real nice right now. So uh, I think that that's the long-term fix, or at least this season, Obviously, playing together and play, making the most of what you have, I'm always going to be a firm believer in that. It's too early in the season, I think, to just be you know, throwing the towel in. But essentially, at the end of the day, you are going to have to make a move. And I think the Lakers made a big mistake, and this with all due respect, by not training Westbrook last season. And the reason I say that is because every, everything essentially said Westbrook was out of L.A. And I've been there before. And then when you come into a locker room and Westbrook's still there, 
and you know things are weird, you know, you're sure LeBron had something to do with behind the scenes or kind of didn't have his, have his stamp on what was going on, and you come back in and he's on the team still, that makes for an odd environment. I mean, think about your workplace. You think a guy's getting fired and he walks into work on Monday, you're going, hey, man, what, what, what's going on? You know, so I think essentially at the end of the day, that's the big headache. That's the big kind of elephant in the room that's been there with the Lakers from the last season. So it's really hard to move forward from that. It's really, really hard to move forward from that. What team has impressed you the most so far this season? Oh, um, I like what Toronto's done. I think they've got a lot of length, a lot of athleticism. Um, I think really barring the injury that he had last night, and hopefully that he's okay and maybe he'll skip the game against us. But I think Portland, man, Damian Lillard kind of sat out and got himself together, uh, and he, he's come out really, uh, you know, really on fire here. But you knew that, you know, he wouldn't just be going away, and obviously even more so for the fact that he stayed in Portland when everybody else is kind of, you know, getting up and going. So uh, I think Portland is the team that I look at that goes, oh, wow, that that really, really stands out to me for what they're able to do and accomplish. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Ryan Hollins is our, is our guest. Um, Steve Nash got thrown out last night, went a little bit crazy. They get beat by the Bucks. They did try Ben Simmons as a small ball five, but it still feels like they're not clicking. Is 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 there hope in Brooklyn? I mean, when you have like like everyone's good problem would be to have you know forget the other two, Kevin Durant. You know, I should be able to figure out something you know to make happen around Kevin Durant. So uh, I think it's, it's definitely solvable. They're going to have to figure things out with Ben Simmons. You know how he's going to play or, or not play, how he fits into what they're doing. Uh, those, those are obviously issues over there, but. I think that, you know, it's definitely salvageable. I think we'd be crazy to say that it wouldn't be salvageable. But, you know, again, they're going to have to lock in and play. They're going to have to figure things out. Also, they're in the East. You know, I know the East is much improved, but the bottom of the East is not the bottom of the West, which means you're going to have some givens. You know, you're going to be in there. And, you know, keep in mind, we saw Milwaukee already this season. They are for real, even without Chris Middleton. I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's playing on another level right now. He's the best player on the planet. So, you know, losing to Milwaukee, you got to take that with a grain of salt, you know, a grain of sand, especially this early in the season. Um, okay, I, I agree with you on Giannis. I'm wondering your thoughts on Kawhi. Some have been critical of him missing games. He's coming off an ACL. He's always missing games um, in terms of managing his own body. But do you share the sentiment of others in terms of him missing games now? No, I don't. I don't have any problem with Kawhi missing games. Um, he knows he only has so much left in the tank as far as playing basketball, and it's tough to say that. But he he knows he's, he likely wouldn't be able to make it through an 82 game season, and and when he's you know needed, he's going to be there and, and playing. You know when it's championship time. Now, unfortunately, he, he hurt his knee, but he. He had a pretty monstrous dunk in the same game where, you know, he ends up hurting his knee and not being able to play and move forward. So um, I don't mind Kawhi Leonard doing that. I think where it becomes tough is for the fans. The fans want to see Kawhi play. They want to see him on the floor. And when when he's not playing, um, there are people that are paying a lot of money. But I think at this point, you should know, it shouldn't be a surprise going to a Clippers game that Kawhi's not going to be you know, he's not going to be playing, or there's a chance he may play, he may not. I don't know if he's gone as far as to, like, 
you know, kind of like putting his schedule out there. But, you know, we, we've been seeing these same things from him for the last, what, almost, what, since Toronto? What is it going on, three years, Doug? So I, I, I think Kawhi has a, a unique situation that is not for everybody else. I, I would agree with you completely. Ryan Holland's our guest. He calls the Rockets games. You hear him on Fox Sports Radio. He's a longtime NBA vet joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show, here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, let, let's, let's dig in here. This one, to me, um, I, the Draymond Green thing. I didn't hear your comments. What did you think of the punch, the, the whole thing? After seeing the video, as a guy who was in those practices, in that locker room, what did you think? For one, that is so, like, normal, Doug. Like, I didn't even bat an eye that he got punched. It was like, okay, like, I've, I've seen that before. You, you, was, hold on, hold on. I, like, I would agree I've seen fights, but I haven't seen a guy, coaches talking, you walk over, stand over him, and then you get pushed and you just punch a guy. You've seen it in that? because it, I've seen a lot worse, Doug. I've seen a lot worse, okay? okay? I've seen a lot worse. But you know what happens, Doug? It stays in the locker room, dude. In 82 games with a, lo- a bunch of egos and and all that swirling around, it is it very common. Now, should it happen? No. I don't think Draymond should have been punching Poole. I don't think Poole should have been talking crazy about a guy who, who's earned his stripes in this league, okay? I don't think that should have been happening either. That's this kind of locker room deal, Doug. You know, you keep that behind the scenes. So, first and foremost, I'll say it again. I was appalled that it got out it never should have leaked. It never should get out. I've seen the worst, Doug. Uh, absolute worst. Now, is Draymond wrong in a situation? Yeah, but I am extremely alarmed how that even got out. I'm, I'm, I'm literally like, I'm bewil- all I can think is that Draymond has some enemies in the organization. There's a couple of people that don't want to see him, you know, see him succeed or see him or they're tired of him, whatever whatever it may be. That, that's just low and dirty for that getting out because there's no other way that that can be perceived. And I, I've seen several instances like that. It ain't the first and it won't be the last. Okay, so in, in your mind, do you think the fact that he was the guy who didn't get the contract extension is a sign that he's not going to get one this upcoming offseason? Yeah, I, I, I think... I think obviously moving on full in the luxury tax. I don't. I don't know where the, where Draymond fits in their plans. You know, moving forward. You know, in, in, in Golden State. But the tough thing is, you know, I, he has intangibles that I don't know if they'll be able to replace, or you know, maybe he's going to have to take like a, a a real big haircut. You know, over there, and you know, people you know flirt with. Oh, you know, he's going to L.A. He's trying to get to L.A. And it's like, well. I don't know where he fits in L.A.'s plans either because they need a lot more than, than Draymond, and especially at that number, you know. So, I mean, maybe Draymond for Russell Westbrook, I don't know. It, it doesn't even sound realistic, but I'm just saying if there's some world where you could replace Draymond for Russell Westbrook, I don't know that that's necessarily a, a, a fix either. I think it would make the Lakers better, and we're just hypotheticals, right, because that doesn't even, doesn't even make sense right now. But I, I, I don't know what big changes that makes. But I, I, I would assume that, you know, Golden State's getting to a, that point where they're like, hey, you know, we're moving forward for our future. Hence, you know, we really don't want you punching out Jordan Poole. We're getting ready to commit to this guy long term. You know, like he's the guy. <laughs> crazy. Absolute, absolute craziness. Um, okay. I, I, I like the Jalen Brunson signing with the Knicks. I don't think they're going to win a championship. I don't think they're anywhere close to winning a championship. But I think it's a foundational piece that they can build upon. Um, but you know how it gets. The Knicks win a couple games early and New York fans just go crazy. 
it it feels like that's one of the it, everyone knew it was going to happen and it did happen but it feels like one of the smartest things the Knicks have done in a long time absolutely well Doug it gets you to the playoffs right I think, I think Brunson, but they've been in the playoffs it, yeah but did you feel confident they're going again this year no. like, I, like, it's like uh, I feel like you you securely get into a first and possible second round with Brunson there and if you're New York just giving New Yorkers something to to cheer about in, in a playoff scenario should be enough. So I, I, I think from that standpoint in itself, Brunson's worth it. And like you said, he doesn't hurt the scenario. Now, this isn't signing Kevin Durant. This isn't signing Kyrie. And, and apparently even – this ain't signing LeBron. And apparently in today's NBA, that ain't even enough, okay? That, ain't, that doesn't guarantee you. But I do agree. He's a very safe pick. He's great. I'm, I'm all in on it. I, I think it was, it, it was the right move. It wasn't – the sexiest move. It wasn't a big name, you know, type of move. But what we're seeing in the NBA, Doug, those big name moves aren't necessarily paying off, right? So, I, is it better to, to take a Brunson to, to pay a guy like that? That's right now. New York looks like it, it should be. And obviously, the one thing also with signing Brunson, guess what? Your expectations aren't as high. You just want Brunson to be a good basketball player be tough and deliver, and he's bringing that to the table. So, you know, in New York, I think he's worth his weight in value. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Ryan Holmes. By the way, Ryan, um, you, you call the Rockets games. They got a ton, a ton of young talent, a ton of young talent. Um, but are they playing this year to win, or are they playing this year for a, a certain freak of nature who's in, in France? Everything uh, I'll, I'll answer twofold. Our, our guys are coming in to win every single game. There's, there's no question there. Okay, but with young guys, the priority is development. So they're going to go out and develop, and wherever that takes the season or, or wherever it goes, we'll see. But you don't get Jalen Green, who's scoring the most efficient in isolation situations this 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 season right now. You don't get those rewards from from Jalen Green without letting Jalen Green go out and play basketball, if that makes sense. So the development is key. You see it paying off uh, instantly. Jabari has been really, really good in his role. I'm a huge fan of what he brings to the table. But you don't get that if you pull the ropes back on these guys, if that makes sense. And right yeah. now, uh, I think it's the, the plan is working beautifully. You know, right. I think you love to see it. Right. So is that organic, man. to answer it, if it organically happens, Doug, that'll be – It'll, that'll be what it is. Yeah, and I think Utah's happy, right? We've got to split in the back-to-backs of Utah. He's like, well, we're just going to split and just call it even. We'll see what happens the rest of the day. Ryan, great stuff, dude. Thanks for joining us. All right, Doug. Talk soon. Thanks to Ryan Hollins for joining us in the NBA Tip-Off Hotline presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Use promo code Gottlieb. Make any $5 bet this week, and you get $200 if your team wins. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're good. Getting ready for Thursday night football. Should be fun. Um, We got an interesting topic upcoming in the pod. And I kind of want to ask you guys. Buffalo not doing a dome. Did you guys see the artist renderings of Buffalo's new place? Now, I think Tennessee doing a dome makes sense because Nashville is going to get all those big events. I get, it, to me, it's absolutely genius that Nashville's not only helping foot the bill with uh, rental car money, whatever, and they're going to build a brand new dome. I, I would guess that Nashville gets many of the events that Atlanta normally gets 
in years to come once they have the dome built, even though Atlanta's dome is outstanding. And they do a good job of hosting events. It's a really, really big city, very spread out. Traffic is a mess, but it is, it's, it's, it's the cap, basically the capital of the South, right? Like Richmond was the capital of the South in the, before the civil war and the civil war. Atlanta is the new capital of the South with Charlotte, like a, you know, I mean, those are incredible diverse cities, good food, good restaurants and good facilities, especially now in Atlanta. But I think, I think Nashville, it's become Nash Vegas. It's become an event town. I would guess they get a bunch of the events that Atlanta's going to get. Buffalo didn't do a dome. Um, I kind of get it, but there's some limitations to it. We'll get to that upcoming. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection of fast-free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Um, Aaron Rodgers did his weekly appearance on Pat McAfee. And I, I think you should listen to what he said about uh, – not just his teammates, but also his coaches. One of those guys has a problem with it. I'm right here. And I'd love to have a conversation. I enjoy those conversations. You know, I enjoy any type of conflict like that because I know the resolution on the other side is going to make us, uh, you know, a better unit, a better friendship, a better cohesion on the field. But nobody's come to me and said, "I got a problem with what you said." I think everybody knows, Matt included. You know, everything's got to got to take a little uptick, get a little better. I'm calling things the way I see it. People don't think I need to air that stuff out. That's their opinion. But I'm doing what I think is the best interest of our guys. I've tried a lot of different things from a leadership standpoint this year. And, you know, I was just relating my personal feelings on the situation. I'm not saying anything on Pat that I'm not saying to those guys. You know, maybe that's talking about a conversation that's behind closed doors in public. But, you know, the level of accountability is the standard here. Again, I don't think it should be a problem to any of those guys to hear criticism. Um, that, of course, was in front of his locker. He was commenting on the comments he made on Pat McAfee. Here's Matt LaFleur when he was asked about that subtle criticism by Aaron Rodgers. I think that we have to be truthful with one another. And sometimes the truth hurts. And it's no different than, uh, you know, when your your kids make a mistake, right? You tell them about it. I don't think he publicly called out individuals. I don't believe. I didn't sit there and listen to the whole thing, but uh, so I just think that you have to get to the, the root of the truth, and that gives you an opportunity to learn and grow, and we can't run away from that ever, and no different than when we're in those team meetings. You always call it how it is, and I don't think anybody's off limits, and starting with myself. I, I, I actually agree with all of that. I, I think the only issue that people have no one asked Aaron Rodgers or Matt LaFleur to be disingenuous with each other. It's the question of, is it healthy to air these things publicly? And, and here's the answer. You do. Aaron is right. You, you do have people who have been critical of him. And no one, by his estimation, has come up to him and said, hey, yo, yo dude, I got, I got a problem with that. Maybe some of that is the problem with Aaron Rodgers is that he's not approachable. Because he's Aaron Rodgers, he's twice the age of some of the guys in that locker room. Maybe. I, I would also offer this up while everyone not name me. And I was critical of Rogers in it doesn't feel like that's what leadership is. On the other hand, here's what I'll credit him. He hasn't done what so many do in, 
in in this 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 time where whatever you're critical of, you get a couple days to think about it. There's a massive blowback on it, and you go, you know what? I was wrong. How many times have you heard that? And and it, it frustrates you. Why'd you say it initially if you were going to back off it so easily? And Rogers is different. He is standing by what he said. There is something to support there where here's a guy who's like, look, I'm not going to be behind. I'm going to be a leader leader. But all the, the issue I would have is one area in publicly and two, there has never been a part where Aaron Rodgers like, you know, had I spent a little bit more time with these guys in the off season, we might be further ahead. There's been none of that. None of that. But this is one of those things where before we comment on what it does to the Packers and how it makes the Packers feel, let's allow them to react. Let's see how they play this weekend. They're a double-digit underdog to the Buffalo Bills. Let's see how they react. Let's see the number of mental errors. Because it doesn't actually matter what anybody says. If you say nothing, if you say something, if you say too much, if you say too little. The only thing that matters is how those guys in the locker room respond to it and how they play. That's it. Nothing else matters. None of this other crap matters. How do they? And if he believes and he's right that this is the way to, I've tried every other way. I've tried behind the scenes. I've tried to do mad. I've tried to this, that, that, that. And this is the way I've decided. And it works. I have no problem with him. You know, hey, look, man, I got receipts. I've been taking notes here of all these people. None of the people, myself included, who criticized him technically are wrong. This is different. This generally isn't how leadership takes place. On the other hand, if Matt LaFleur is okay with it, if Aaron Rodgers is okay with it, and maybe more than anything, if the player's not only okay with it, but they respond in kind and they respond better, playing better than they had previously, then who cares what we think? What we think truly doesn't matter. You know? It's like the yearly conversation I have with college basketball coaches. They text me or their SIDs or something in their staff text me. Hey, man, can you say something nice about us in the pod or on TV or on radio? Like, he can help us. Like, it doesn't, like, I'd love to, like, Joe Lenardi's a good friend of mine. Joe Lenardi has no say in what the selection committee decides. None of the people on ESPN who say who's going to be in the college football playoff have any say in what the, the committee actually decides. But for some reason, we think they do. We think they, they don't matter. What Lenardi tries to do, and I respect him for it, is he's trying to give you a snapshot of what he thinks is being discussed inside that room. He knows how it goes, and he thinks, but he doesn't exactly know, and they don't actually react to what he has out there. That's not how the process works. And the, the process for players, I, I, don't, I don't know if they actually care what he says on McAfee, if they actually watch. That, that's actually probably mostly discussed by media people. The only thing that matters is how they respond, how they feel, and what their football is like after it. That's all that matters. Any first responder will tell you, never try and beat a train after braking. It can take a mile for a train to come to complete stop. So when you come to a rail crossing stop, trains can't paid for by NHTSA. It's, it's like Tom Brady. Everybody wants to tell Tom Brady how he should feel, how he should react, what he should say. He shouldn't get on linemen. Like, look, it doesn't actually matter what anybody thinks outside the offensive lineman that he lit into. That's it. If they're like, did we deserve it? He's right. We're better for it. Then who cares what we say? We can't determine as media members and fans how grown men 
feel and take criticism, especially guys that are football players. Athletes have been taking criticism from coaches and teammates and motivated for, for their entire lives. So they handle it better than most. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.